Welcome to Witch Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that connects young hosts like me to professional women in tech where we'll get to share wisdom and learn about each other in the process. So to kick things off, my name is Cassian Hutchinson, and I'm a recent Bachelor of Math graduate from the University of Waterloo, and I recently joined Sun Life as a security strategy analyst. I'm really motivated by fostering community, and I have a passion for fintech innovation. I've also in the past led several strategy, data, and diversity initiatives for national and local organizations, including Aspire, TD Bank, Motivate Canada, the Merit Award Bursary Program, and the University of Waterloo FinTech Club. Outside of work and volunteering, you can usually find me working towards my fitness goals and staying immersed in the digital culture by improving my programming skills. Today, I am beyond excited to interview the amazing Andrea Stapley. Based in Toronto, Andrea is Oanda's Chief Information Security Officer, responsible for the organization's corporate security strategy, ensuring appropriate governance and oversight over global security operations. With 30 years of experience in the financial services and telecommunications sectors, Andrea has been building mature security programs with the, re- with the recent focus on building a cloud center of excellence for multiple organizations, which enable digital transformation through the journey to cloud. Andrea is passionate about encouraging women to explore careers in cybersecurity and IT and is a champion to mentor and coach them on this journey so they feel empowered and capable. We are all stronger together being cheerleaders for the next generation of powerful leaders. And with that, Andrea, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, thanks, Cassian. Really, really good. And thank you so much for having me. This is Truly an honor to um, to be sitting with you today and, and talking about this important topic, empowering uh, women. Absolutely. And even as I was reading your bio, I was like, how fortunate are we to learn from all of your incredible experience and expertise? I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Oh, great. Me too. Awesome. So I'd love to know what motivated you to pursue a career in cybersecurity and what challenges did you face along the way? Yeah, so I started out in this field when I was about 18, headed into university into my first year, so the summer going into first year at McMaster, and I got a job at Bank of Montreal in their information security um, department, and it was a very tiny department. There was probably 20 of us at the time, and by the time I left um, that department, there was oh boy, like 500, 600 people. So it, it really grew over all those years. And what motivated me um, to pursue a career in cyber was, was probably my father. He, he definitely motivated me to, um, 
to get a job in this field because because of his experience. And then I'd say my mother is responsible for being the cheerleader that helped me survive my 30-year career in cyber. <laughs> and because I didn't know what I was getting into. It, it's been a, um, a long journey with lots of challenges, as, as you asked. Um, and so my, my dad... Um, his his boss uh, many years ago was involved in inventing um, HSM, so hardware security module, as well as the calculator and some other cool stuff like uh, LED lights and things. So a genius. And uh, my dad worked for him. And so I would go on business trips with him to Silicon Valley um, at the time that was, you know, that was a long time ago and when everything was, was just starting and point of sale was new. And I remember my dad saying, one day we'll have these interact cards and we'll be having the plastic cards instead of money. And we'll, we'll pay for our gas and all of our purchases with these cards. And it was all because of some of the innovation that uh, his company was working on. So he was the first salesman in Canada to work for all the banks selling point of sale uh, interact machines. And so I ended up um, to his horror. He had uh, one of his number one customers come over to the house for dinner. And I said, I need a job. I need to pay for university. And um, he said, don't you dare ask for a job from my customer. And so by the end of that dinner, I had my brother and I jobs in cyber um, working for that man. And the rest is kind of history. So I started working and worked every week, you know, transferring back and forth from Hamilton to Toronto. And wasn't my career path. You know, I wanted, I always wanted to be a doctor. Then I was thinking social work. Um, and once I got into the cyberspace, I really thought, oh, I love this. This is really interesting. And like I said, I got really blessed with opportunities to meet with some of the most brilliant minds in security. Um, his boss was called the father of security and um oh. you know was a legend so i got to go out for dinners with them and because i was young i was a teenager they would um they would you know mentor me and talk to me about the space and it really intrigued me and so that's that's kind of how i fell into this career and just loved it and i'm super passionate about it that's what held me in this career as long as as i've i've been as I mentioned, um, lots of challenges. It's a fast-paced environment. Um, you learn so much. There's so much information. It changes so quickly. So you're always learning every day. You need to be watching the internet, watching your news feeds. Um, we have threat intelligence reports, so we're looking all the time each day to stay on top of those challenges. So it's um, it, it's it's overwhelming at some points throughout that journey um, because there is such high pressure to protect. I was always working in banking and building the security systems for the banks um, and telecommunications. So lots of pressure there to make sure we're on top of everything and, and staying in front of the bad guys, I guess. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for that answer, Andrea. There's so much I resonate with that. And uh, the first thing I wanted to say, it's so interesting to be at the precipice of POS. Like, it's so incredible because there's so many things in, you know, technology that we've grown accustomed to now. We can't even imagine our lives without. But to think that there was a time where that was like completely net new and that must have been so exciting and really, um, really goes to show when you're in a space like cyber technology, it's just there's so much potential for products and growth that we can we can't imagine today so I think that piece is incredible and I love how courageous you were at the beginning of your career I think another point that resonated with me is that you know you had that opportunity and you you decided to go out and ask for a job and early in your career sometimes it's it is scary to put yourself Mm -hmm. out there but in you doing that, that painted the roadway for you to be as successful as you are now. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I think that in this field, uh, you know, if we want to be successful, we have to put our fears aside and just kind of jump off the cliff and go for it. Um, you'll always be afraid. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Um, people people maybe tend to think that, oh, that person's, you know, an executive, they, they've got it all together, they must not be afraid, but everybody's afraid, because everyone's human, you start new jobs, you don't know people, you don't want to fail, there's always going to be fear, but you do it anyways. And um, the other lesson I think I learned from those early pioneers of security is I mean these these men uh, were multi billionaires in the Silicon Valley, and I learned that they're just people. And I I started my career out talking to just these individuals, and I thought, oh, they're no different than everyone else. And I think that's really helped me in my career not be intimidated by different levels in the organization everybody's human. Everybody has the same kind of fears around the table. People are making decisions. And so you just have to go for it. And we're our own worst enemy. We'll, we'll have the chatter in our heads, the self-doubt, whatever. And that's what stops people from being successful is listening to your own voice. Um, tell you, Oh, maybe you can't do this. Maybe you're going to fail. Whatever that, that, is for people and if you can just get past that and do it anyways that's that's really key to get over to the other side i completely completely agree um I, I, as an athlete i remember you know really resonating it's such a simple line but nike's slogan just do it because yes. there's often as you said there's so much mental chatter and oh what if not good enough or oh what if i you know one one top I think one point a lot I'm not sure if it's inherently a female thing but even that I said it I'm like oh I don't know if I'm technical enough or we'll come up with all these excuses on why we can't do it but sometimes it's just a matter of doing it and taking that and leveraging the opportunity and growing so I completely agree with what you said yeah it's great and and I think you know it um it, it can apply to both genders, but I really see it with female mentees that I talk to. I spend a lot of time coaching them and mentoring them on the self-esteem side, um, mm-hmm. boosting up their confidence. I have worked with incredible people and they're so talented. And I spend most of my effort 
talking to them and reminding them of how talented they are and how good they are and that they can just do it. And that's all they need. We, we need more yeah. people in the world that are boosting up the women, whether it be men, women, I've had amazing male mentors. Most of my, my mentors have been male, just being in a male dominated industry. And, you know, I'm, I'm where I am today because of those strong male leaders that believed in me and helped me and coached me and pushed me along. And, and some of them are really tough on me. And, and that, that was a whole learning in itself. That's what makes you grow. And so all of it combined really is helpful, but I'm very passionate about helping young women today in this field, see the opportunities for themselves and help them attain that and, and um, get there uh, despite of themselves because they'll get in their own way. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that's what I really love about your approach to mentoring is that a lot of times like you could take all the experience that you've learned and just kind of only think about your progression and your development. But what I really admire about you, Andrea, is that you take so much time to also support your community because it takes a community to you know, to get people to transition to roles and to to do different roles and opportunities in the space. So thank you so much for being a champion of women and also of just um, young people in technology. That's really means a lot. Oh, that's so great. And I think it's just really important. Um, you know, I've come across a lot of people in my career that are very focused on just themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they will sabotage people's careers. They will uh, backstab. They will they will do whatever it takes to get ahead in in their career. But there's karma. Karma. I'm a very big believer in that, and it always comes back to get them. Um, so you just sit back. You do the right thing, and sometimes you get burned by people, but don't let it change your soul. Just keep going, keep helping people anyways. Um, and, and cause we are stronger together. And I think that, you know, it's, um, it's just a shame if people don't support uh, the young women that are coming up because it's a much easier journey if we just help each other. Um, and it makes the path a lot smoother for them, the generations coming up behind us versus kind of what we've had to, we've had to pioneer and pave that path. Um, and it, it makes us stronger. It's, it's not anything. It's been a great journey. It's not anything that, uh, that I regret or, um, or it was particularly challenging. Uh, There's been so many good highs, more highs than lows, I would say. Um, but we all have a part to do. I think we all really need to, uh, not just think about ourselves and, and help, help other people climb up with us. That's incredible. I love that. Um, I really think, you know, I'm confident for everyone on the call when I say that, you know, we're really impressed with just the caliber of the career that you've built. And often when people think of executive roles, they might not think of, you know, how much dedication and tenacity and just sheer effort it takes to reach them. But I'd actually love to hear more about your personal experience as it pertains to leadership positions. So what were some challenges that you experienced along the way in the pursuit of those leadership or more senior roles? Yeah, I I think that 
you know, some of the challenges would be around the hours that you have to work. Um, in order to be recognized, it, you know, as a female in a male dominated field, always, you almost have to work two to three times harder than your male peers to be noticed. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate. And it's um, still that fact today. Um, we have a long way to go. By no means are we even close to where we need to be. Uh, I thought we had progressed further along, um, but in the in, probably in the last five years, I realize, you know, we take 10 steps back and then maybe two steps forward, uh, which is why I think it's really important that all of us do our part to change that and um, to, to stop some of the behaviors that you see in the, in the workplace. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunity there to, um, to change that, the dialogue and, um, and it's all good, right? It's, it's a, it's a big challenge, but not something that we can't overcome, I would say. Absolutely. I loved how you approached that answer with positivity. You know, there will be challenges. That's something that we can't avoid, regardless of whether you're an entry level or whether you're a CISO like yourself. Um, those challenges will be present. And it's about, you know, remaining positive and knowing that at the end of the day, that you are competent and capable enough to overcome those challenges, um, despite, you know, them being there. So I really appreciate yeah. the way that you answered that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The resilience sticks out. You yes. you have to be very resilient, I think, um, in any job, really, when you look at uh, life, right? We all have to be resilient just to get through life challenges and Absolutely. whether it be job or, or your personal life. Um, anybody who pretends everything's perfect and easy is lying. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not authentic yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so yeah. true. Um, I would love to ask you, uh, I love to ask, ask this question at the end of every uh, podcast or chat I do. If you had a time machine that allowed you to go back to the start of your career, knowing what you do now, is there anything you would choose to do differently, if anything, and why? Yeah, I would not work the hours that I worked if I could have a time machine to go back because <laughs> at the time you think it's so important and you're the only one that can do it. And especially in the operations roles, right? With security, yeah. the place is on fire. Yeah, you know, you've got incidents and investigations happening all the time. It's never ending. But that's mm -hmm. the point. It's never ending. And um, if I could, if I could turn back time, I would do more balanced life. I would say, um, I don't regret it. And I learned a lot from it, but I realize now when you leave those organizations and you leave those bosses, you know, you, you keep those relationships and they're friends and, and that's great. But really, did you have to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week in some of those jobs? No. Um, and, and I did. At certain periods, honestly, um, you know, I, I don't even know how I got through some of those those times. My mother probably just the, yeah. the daily phone calls to uh, encourage me to keep keep going and be resilient. And um, we got matching tattoos actually just recently. That's my great. mom and my daughter and I, and uh, and I hate tattoos. 
Um, but because my daughter wanted to get matching tattoos of grandma and mummy, I thought, okay, I'll get a tattoo. And it's, she persisted. And, and that. that is, um, that is us, you know, my, my mom, she's a warrior and yeah, persisting through those times, um, persisting through some of the mistakes we made, that definitely was a mistake I, I would have made in my past, uh, is just working too hard, too, too much. And it's not necessary. There's other teams that, and people that can step up and your boss, um, will let you work like that. <laughs> they love yeah. you. And so there's good and there's bad. You, yes, you end up being a shining star on a team and you get promoted and, and all of that. But I think you can balance it out better and still shine and still get promoted um, without trying to, to do all of that. Uh, the other thing is I took a four-year break um, from working when I had my babies and so I was in a director level position. I worked so hard to get to that position. And I was about 29 and I got pregnant and I realized, okay, I, I want to raise my kids um, at home as long as I can. And so I quit that job and I stayed home for the two mat leave, the two years of mat leave and two years um, unpaid. And it was the best years it was, it was honestly a really great reset. And I was there when my kids were little. And then I jumped back into the workforce and literally went right back into like, I'd never left. And so I highly encourage people um, to do what is right for you at the stage of life that you're at, that your career's not everything. And, you know, whatever stage you're at, do the job that works for you at that stage. So if you're a mom up all night with babies, a security <laughs> operations job is not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you might want to, if you want to keep working, move to, you know, a governance role or something that's um, that's mm-hmm. not waking you up all night every night. So um, so that's, that's a, a message I just wanted to share with the audience that don't be afraid to, take some time off for yourself or, you know, look after what you want to look after um, and get right back in and, and have no fear to, to do that, to make such a drastic change. I think that's such a phenomenal answer. You, you said that so eloquently and I think that balance is important and also knowing that your career is a marathon, right? There's no yes. need to get everything done within the first 10 years of it. You have the whole of your career to take on those new roles, take on those big risks. So I think you just summed that up so, so well. Thank you for your answer. Yeah, you're welcome. Awesome. So, well, time does fly. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, I've had such a great time talking to you. We're at the end of our interview. Thank you so much, Andrea, for your time today and for being such a phenomenal guest on the Wit Love podcast. Oh, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Cassie Ann, for including me and uh, and good luck in your new career at Sun Life. Thank You're going to you be great. Much. Thank you so much. To everyone that is listening, we trust that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did and look forward to the next episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye for now. So there you have it. We trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month. 
Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, thank you for listening. With love.